Welcome to the Natural Health Rising podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Smith, Certified Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Practitioner. I'm here to deliver you weekly episodes where you will hear conversations with health experts and solo episodes about functional medicine and all things holistic health. My goal is to provide you with the knowledge and tools you need in order to help you rise to your healthiest, happiest self. In this episode, you'll hear my conversation with Chelsea Ward. Chelsea has been a student of the human mind and body for over 20 years and is a holistic nurse with a background in psychology, spiritual healing, and functional diagnostic nutrition. She's the author of Healed His Way, where she shares timeless resources that have been used by thousands of others so that they can live in health the way it was intended. So in this episode, you'll hear Chelsea and I talk about her health journey and a little bit more about her book, Intermittent Fasting, The Gut Hormone Connection, and how to naturally create more joy in your life and boost your feel-good chemicals. And I want to tell you a little bit more about this piece personally before you go on and listen to the episode because I just really want you to hear it multiple times because I think it's important and I think it could really change your life. So there's a company called Daybreaker that travels around the world hosting these big events super early in the morning. And it's basically a dance event or a festival in a sense. But the point is to be dancing completely sober, connecting with people, and basically creating joy to create your own dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins, or as Radha Agrawal calls it, who's the founder, your dose, D-O-S-E, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, your dose or your internal pharmacy of feel-good or bliss chemicals. Well, with all that happened in the last year, obviously a lot of things were shut down and we couldn't go to events like this anymore. So Daybreaker created an online platform called Daybreaker Plus, where you can do these joy practices in the comfort of your own home in order to boost your feel-good chemicals. So this company actually teamed up with the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley to develop a free quiz to map your own happiness blueprint and get a dose prescription to see where you need the most support with your neurotransmitters. So they'll tell you what amount and what kind of joy practices you need in order to release whatever bliss chemicals you need a boost in. And guys, when you have more joy, this reflects in your entire life. So you'll be healthier, wealthier, more fertile. You'll be more creative. It's anti-aging, less angry, less loneliness, less anxiety, depression, and so on. So what you can do is you can go sign up for a 14-day free trial by going to the link in the show notes. And then if you totally love it and you decide you want to sign up for a membership, which I feel like you will if you commit to the full 14 days. I'm pretty confident in it. Um, You can save money by using the discount code in the show notes as well, which is rsmith. So like I said, just try it out for 14 days, commit to it, and then let me know what you think. And you can let me know by sending me a message on Instagram at naturalhealthrising. Okay, so on to the episode with Chelsea. You guys enjoy. Hey, Chelsea, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm good, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I am excited to talk with you. And I always like to start with your personal journey. I know that a lot of us get into these career fields because we've had our own personal healing journeys. So 
Why don't you just start off by telling us a little bit about yours? So good question. I love starting with that. And I think that you're so right. It, it really is kind of what drives us and what makes us so passionate about the work that we do because we see both sides of the story, right? I was seemingly a healthy child on the surface. Everybody would have thought I was somewhat healthy or just normal. And I was always suffering. So I had stomach issues. I ended up with migraines, chronic constipation, irritable bowel, depression by the time I was in high school, which is probably unheard of for most people. Um, And then just, just a lot of things started kind of spiraling down in my health. I ended up in perimenopause by the time I was 27 and realized that I needed to do something different. And I was a nurse at the time, right? I'd studied psychology. I had a degree in behavior analysis. I was a nurse. I thought, well, you know, why can't I get it together? I've studied all this stuff. I should get it, you know? And I would go to work every day and I would see my patients. They were just like me, right? They were taking medications. They were being told surgery is your way out. And I literally woke up one day as a nurse and I was like, this is not the answer. Like this cannot be the answer to our health struggles and our health crisis. So I went on a mission and I started doing a lot of research and I started studying how food is medicine and how our bodies are actually created to heal themselves partnered with a few people or attempted to partner with people to help me reach my own health journey or, you know, like progress it forward and just ended up dumping my medications. I knew that that was, you know, just something that I didn't want to do for the rest of my life. And I started seeing my, my health kind of progress and I didn't make any progress with other doctors, but I realized that that may be my call to this field. So I started going on and studying further. And really, I initially studied just because I wanted to heal myself. And when I finally felt like I reached that point, I published my story in a book. And that was just kind of my like, I want to give back. I want to share that with the world. So I published my book. It's called Healed His Way. And I went on about my business until I started getting phone calls saying, hey, we need this information. We need what you have to offer. And that's when I started studying a little bit further into functional medicine and how I could really use that to help change the lives of other people. And that's kind of how my business was born. So very organic story. Yeah, I, I love that story. We we have some similarities in a sense of like getting sick at a really young age and having those struggles. Um, So when you were starting to learn on your own about these things, um, what types of resources were you using? Were there specific books that really helped you or podcasts or, or a mentor? Yeah. So I started studying big names in functional medicine without even really realizing it or who they were or what the field really was. And then I would be like functional medicine doctor, what is that? You know, and I would just start kind of like Googling it and trying to understand the whole field. So I started literally from nothing. I had no idea that this world even existed the very first book, book that I read was called Drug Muggers. And um, the book is written by pharmacists. And she talked about how the drugs that we're taking are actually leaching vitamins and minerals out of our system, out of our body. So, and I, I'm just, you know, going on this, on this mission and I'm trying to understand all this stuff. And I was like, well, that kind of makes sense. It's like, what if our bodies are trying to put together this chemical creation that nature actually already created. So it's leaching things from other areas in the body to kind of make this drug become whole again. 
So that's when my wheel started turning, you know, and I was like, okay, well, if nature already did it right, then why are we trying to redo what nature did? And it just, it took me a deep into a deeper, like dive into nature. So I just started studying um, people like Mark Hyman. I really got into Dave Asprey for a bit because he was like a biohacker and I was like, oh, I'm trying to hack my biology, you know, and um, I started studying Terry Walls, loved her work, you know, just because I knew the transformation that took place in her personal life. So really just the big names in our industry and because they all had such unique approaches and unique stories, but it still brought us back to nature and how we were missing it by moving away from nature. The further we move away, um, I feel like we kind of, we get out of alignment with what we should be living in to actually bring our bodies into a state of health. I haven't heard of drug muggers, but that sounds like a really good book and maybe something um, some of our listeners can look into. And then that's funny because I also had the one of the first books I read on my journey uh, is called A Mind of Your Own by Dr. Kelly Brogan. And mm-hmm. she was a traditional psychiatrist and then kind of transferred into the more holistic functional medicine realm. And so she talked about, hey, you know, this depression and anxiety doesn't need to be covered up with pharmaceuticals. These are foods you can eat. Um, like you said, these, these pills are leaching nutrients from your body. So um, I think either one of those books is a good starting place if anybody else wants to learn about pharmaceuticals deficiencies and maybe some alternatives to that stuff. Um, but let's talk a little bit about your book. So it's called Healed His Way. Explain mm-hmm. the title a little bit more. Yeah. So my belief is that God created everything on the earth that we needed to heal our bodies. Like everything's placed here for us. And the book is filled with resources from, you know, everything from supplements to getting out in nature, to grounding yourself, to healing your hormones naturally. I mean, I literally touch every single topic that I can possibly touch. And I didn't really intend to write a book. I honestly thought, you know, I have this information it's helped me wonderful. I'm going to go on about my life. And then I had several people come to me and say, you're going to write a book. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to write if I ever wrote a book. So it kept being like, I kept getting that same message. And I was at a conference and I won a CD and it was called release the writer within. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm writing a book, you know, so I'm, I'm listening. So once I listened to that CD, it really just kind of downloaded into me. And I realized that God and nature and, and this earth, that is our healer and our healer is truly within. So the book is scientifically based on all the things I've been studying in the, in the scientific realm, but also it's spiritually based. So, and I take a really mind, body, spirit, spirit approach in my practice today. And I think here's where we miss the big picture. And that is that the physical body It needs a specific thing to heal. Our minds need a specific thing to heal. And then we have this spiritual piece that nobody really understands at all. And we, we try to understand it, right? We try to wrap our mind around something that we can't physically see. And we're trying to like do it all separately, right? The thing is, is that we can try to heal the physical body, but if we're out of whack in our emotions and we have horrible relationships and are, we're fighting with our spouse and we hate our job and all the other things that are literally giving us like ripping our joy out, then we're not going to heal. 
And there's just really no way to look at it other than looking at the whole body to me, as far as I'm concerned. So that's one thing that the book does is it approaches every single area, mind, body, and spirit. So that a person can experience what I like to call wholeness. So wholeness is a word that I was given years ago, um, again, at a conference. And I was like, that's what we need. We need complete wholeness and wholeness just means complete healing. So I agree with you on the spirituality piece. Um, but what about for someone who doesn't identify with spirituality, maybe they're, they don't consider themselves religious or spiritual in any way, what would you say to them? And maybe even give an example of how would you talk to a client about this stuff and how do you get them to integrate that into their life? Right. So you don't have to choose, like, I I would never say you have to believe in the same higher power as me, right? So I have a belief and that is in a God and other people have a belief in other things. The truth is, is there is this deeper part of us that we all know exists, right? It's beyond like the creation of this world is beyond what we could ever even imagine, And the way that we're connected with another human being is deeper than we could ever imagine. Like we can't even put that into words sometimes. So we know that there's something greater that exists beyond us. And it's just trusting that it's really, you know, if you have like, if you have an idea or if you have something come to you out of the blue, like, and it's just, you know, that you need to intuitively move forward with something. It's like, trusting that knowing within you, that is spirit to me. It is the energy that really moves us forward. And that's the piece that we're not trusting in intuitively where our intuition is kind of ripped out of us as children. So we intuitively know when to eat, but mom says, no, you got to eat now. Like it's time to eat. You're going to sit down and you're going to sit in this chair. You're not going to run around dinner is right now, right? So a lot of the things that we may intuitively know as a kid, we we're they're ripped away from us and they're ripped away in school. They're ripped away. So we start to say, well, maybe that's not right. Maybe I'm not hungry. Maybe I'm not, maybe I shouldn't feel this way, right? That is our intuition that I feel is our spiritual side of ourself that we need to begin to trust again. When we know how to trust that and tune into it, then we can truly give our body exactly what it needs at any given moment so that it can give us what we want in return. So to me, that's spirituality. And have you had these kinds of beliefs your entire life? Like, were you raised in a specific way? So yeah, I was right. I was raised in a church and I was really turned off, turned off from church and the whole religious experience, not a religious person. I would never, I would not say that I am a religious person. Um, I believe in God, but not in a religious sense. Right. So um, I'm turned actually turned off by the whole religion aspect. What got me was when I started seeing things unfold in my life that I, I just could not toss it up to coincidence. Right. So my dad told me as a child, there's no such thing as coincidence. And I believe that. You know, like everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a purpose. 
and I would see things happen and then something bad would happen and I would question it. And then hindsight, of course, is 2020, but you, you move forward in life and you see the reason, well, I know exactly why that happened now. And I think that I've always just been a big picture person. I've been able to like connect those dots and it's been really important to me. So I think in return, the things that you desire and the things that you want to come into your life, that that's truly how you're going to begin to operate with the world. And you're going to see those things come into your life. And that's exactly when I started to trust that there was something really greater than me. There was something inside of me that could help me move in a different direction. And I just started trusting those little, I call them nudges, you know, that little nudge to move forward in a certain direction. Like I would just begin to trust those. And the very interesting thing is, is that the more we trust that, the more like we get those little nudges and we start seeing ourselves like progress forward. So that it becomes fun. Honestly, it becomes a game. It's not about this religious experience and holding a hymnal and going, you know, going to a church event or like all of the things that we think about as a or as just like spirituality, like all of those things encompass our spirit. I totally agree with that. Um, I would say the more and more I open to those nudges, like you call them is like you said, things just mm-hmm. get better. You become more aware of them. You become more in tune with your body. You know, you might, I feel like everybody might feel things differently. Um, maybe viscerally, like in your stomach, or maybe it's a, a sign or a certain person you're meeting. And then it just, you just start to get the hang of it. <laughs> um, yeah. So how do you explain that to a client? How do you get them to make this shift or start to tune into their intuition more? Yeah. So a few different ways, you know, one of them is through simple nutrition and I'll just kind of give an example. So I teach them what it means to actually tune in and that their body is actually speaking to them. The problem is, is that we never slow down enough to really sit and listen and tune in. So with nutrition, I just, I guide them through a process of just balancing their plate, simple, a simple exercise, you know, I learn a little bit more about their metabolism, what fuels their metabolism. And then I help them understand which foods and which amounts would probably serve them better, give them more energy, help them feel a little bit more satisfied after meals, keep them from craving foods. Right. And then I say, okay, the basic idea here is that you, you should probably have about 50% of your plate in protein, the other in carbs, you know, about 10% fats. And I kind of guide them through that process. But then I, then I give them a set of tools. So, and I teach them, okay, if you feel hungry after meals, after you've eaten, then you probably still need, you probably need a little bit more protein and fat. If you're having cravings for certain foods, then you probably had a a little bit too many carbs, right? So, or if you're feeling kind of tired after a meal, you probably had too many carbs, So nutrition is a really good way to help someone tune in because there's a physical response in the body that actually takes place and they can, they can really get their mind around that. So that's kind of, that's like step one, right? Just teaching them, Hey, slow down enough to like actually listen to what your body is telling you after a meal. And then if people are ready, they can move into deeper states. Um, Some of my clients actually 
move into meditation practices and things like that. I help them through deep breathing exercises, really just kind of helping to calm the nervous system, help the body and enter into more of a relaxed state. And it's hard for people like we don't slow down enough. We don't, we don't just sit on our back patio and watch the deer. Like if you have deer in your back patio and I had this client, she was just like, Chelsea, I can't do this. And I'm like, yes, you can. 60 seconds. That's the beginning. Get up and go do something, you know, turn it into two minutes. Like it's going to become an enjoyable experience. You just don't understand the, the art of sitting and being present and like truly appreciating what's around you. And I think that's more um, because we live in this fast paced world, right? We're, we're so bogged down with technology and all the things that we're used to having that dopamine hit constantly. And we don't really realize that nature and a joy practice like dancing or some of those things can actually bring us more of a dopamine hit than, or an endorphin rush than any of those other things can. If we just take the time to start to practice them and implement them. Yeah. Do you have a joy practice? So I've recently started implementing something brand new. I have to tell you about, well, you probably know, you remember um, Radha Agrawal. Yes. um, The Mindshare Conference. Yes. So I was just listening to um, her, Dave Asprey's newest podcast. She's on it. Have you listened to it yet? No, I'm going to do that. She talks about... um, yeah, she talks about the joy practices and everything. But yeah, she was amazing at the conference and definitely was inspirational. So yeah, go ahead and share your new practice. Yeah, she changed my life. And I am now um, in the mornings, I'm choosing what serves my body, right? And I think that that's part of intuition. That's part of tuning in, getting up in the morning and deciding what it is that your body needs. And that can be dancing, that can be yoga, that can be weight training, whatever you want it to be. But Radha has this program called Daybreaker, and it's based on um, getting your dopamine, your oxytocin, your serotonin, and your endorphin levels up naturally. And there's a lot of science behind the practices that she teaches. And she now has a platform where you can get your daily dose, as she calls it, for these, all these neurotransmitters. And that's exactly what I've been doing. So you do, you go through an assessment and you get like a prescription for your dose. And then you, you do your daily joy practice. And I'm telling you, it has transformed my life so much so that I don't care if my clients ever do another exercise again in their life. You don't have to lift weights ever again. Trust me. It is so amazing. And, you know, I've talked about joyful movement for a long time. And I really like to see my clients start off with something like yoga or some sort of, you know, more restorative type exercising just to get their body moving, walking. But this has just literally transformed that for me because you do get that, you get whatever you need for the day. You get the serotonin, you know, where you can help with help with your mood and lift your mood. You can help with the endorphins, which is like your runner's high, you know, um, and it's just, it's amazing. So that has probably been in my life for a few weeks now, but I can say that it is highly recommended. Um, I, I don't know that I'll live without it. 
I, this is like perfect time for this conversation. I was literally just talking about this all last night with my friend. Um, <laughs> and then, like mm-hmm. I said, uh, the podcast just came out on Dave Asprey with Rada. So if anybody wants to go listen to that and hear even more details about, cause we're as much as I want to talk about that all, all day long, um, you guys can go check it out on that podcast. What is yeah. it called now? The upgrade, the upgraded human. He changed the name of the podcast. Yeah. Um, So yes, and this is something I want to start incorporating with my clients too, but yeah, it's that dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, and they basically give you a prescription on the platform of what, what exercises you need to do. So that is amazing. Um, I love that you are doing that now. (laughs) And did you say, are you having your clients do it? So I actually, I love the program so much. And I I usually, I don't do a lot of affiliate programs, but if I believe in something, then I want to promote it to my clients. So I did just recently sign up as an affiliate. And when I launch my program for November, I'm going to include that as their movement piece instead of like high intensity training or yoga. I usually kind of help them bounce between those two. But I'm just going to experiment with this. Um, I actually can help them get to free weeks So I'm going to do that so they can, you know, get the free weeks. And then if they love it, they can sign up and, you know, kind of trial it before they do it. But that's what I think I'm going to do because it's just been so like impactful in my life. Yeah. um, That's exciting. You'll have to let me know how that pans out. And I'm, I'm also going to try to incorporate that because I try and incorporate more, more experiential things in the coaching as well. Um, and I know that this type, these types of practices and moving your body can also release a little bit of trapped stress and trauma too. And we carry that around with us. So I think that is important to let that loose in some way. So let's talk, let's transition and talk a little bit more about your program. So you briefly mentioned metabolic reset and metabolism. Um, and I know you have a metabolic reset program. So basically you're helping people improve energy and restore healthy weight. Um, and what are some, what are some of the core ways besides like the intuitive eating piece that you help them restore this? So one of the big principles that I love to use is, um, just intermittent fasting and it's, you know, it's in a different way than your traditional intermittent fasting. I don't subscribe to keto or just traditional keto or anything like that, like you normally would. Um, and I help people remove a lot of the inflammatory foods, things that we wouldn't imagine are even inflammatory for the most part, and really just kind of strip the diet down to very, very bare basics. And this gives them an opportunity to reduce all the inflammation and rapidly lose weight, which is a great side effect, right? For most people, but After a short implementation phase of this, then we move into more of a maintenance phase. And then once they've brought back in a lot of the foods that we've removed, like if they want to try grains or if they want to try dairy or if they want to bring back nuts and seeds and things like that and see how they react in their body, then they can maintain their weight. And I teach them how to incrementally increase their carbohydrates and those types of things so that they don't gain the weight back. And then this gives them a tool that they can use for a lifetime. So then I teach more cycling, you know, helping them cycle onto more of a 
weight reduction or either symptom reduction. It doesn't really matter. You know, it kind of works for both and just helping them reduce the inflammation in the body. So they can cycle off and on of that um, as much as they want to. So if they put on 10 pounds for the holidays, right, they go into their, they go back into their um, reducing phase and then they end up back to their normal weight. And then they go back into their maintenance phase and they stay there. So it's kind of just helping them determine what is really right for their metabolism. Once we remove everything from the diet and we strip everything away, like heavy carbs and heavy fats and all those different things, then your body is going to tell you that when you start bringing those things back in, it's going to tell you yes or no. Like you're going to, if you're eating too much fat, you're going to be so sluggish and like heavy, you know, no energy that you're going to know, well, I probably had too much fat, you know? So that's a part of that intuitive eating piece as well. It's just bringing those foods back in, in a way that they know how to manage those moving forward. Let's talk about intermittent fasting briefly. Do you, with these people specifically, or with other clients, are you looking at their hormone levels as well? So we do that with Clients who are ready to move into hormone testing. So there's, there's kind of two different groups that I work with, right? So sometimes people just want to implement lifestyle first and then move into hormone, like looking at hormones and different things like that. I know there's kind of a fear around, well, if someone's adrenals are kind of burned out, then should we intermittent fast? Like, should that be a part of their healthy lifestyle? And what I found is that the type of fasting and the type of food, I, I guess, reduction, the type of foods that we eliminate on the program, it really helps the body enter into that parasympathetic state. The digestive system is relaxing and resting. So we're not, we're reducing exercise at this point. We're really, <clears throat> excuse me, teaching them how to rest and enter into that parasympathetic state of rest so that it's not taxing the adrenals, it's not taxing the body. So there is a way to intermittent fast without stressing so much about the hormones. Do I support the adrenals during that period of time? Absolutely. Because it is very important that that whole, that system has something to help. If not, we're going to experience stress. We're going to experience that hunger, right? All of our hunger hormones are kind of get out, going to kind of get out of whack. So it's just easier on someone if we really support that system as a whole. And then what I'm finding is that once the basics are brought in and someone reaches kind of their true baseline, because let's face it, McDonald's and Pizza Hut and all those things, that's not going to give you a baseline. That's going to give you sick, right? So if, if someone's eating that kind of diet and then we come to a baseline, that real whole food is giving us. And then we run a hormone test. It's going to give us a much clearer picture of what you truly are at your baseline. That's a true baseline to me because that's where we should be. That's where healthy is. And then when we look at those numbers, there's not as much tweaking necessary. When we look at labs, they're starting to come into balance by themselves automatically. Go further into what the intermittent fasting normally looks like for people. Like how long, how often? So most people can intermittent fast for about six weeks and on an eight hour eating window. And if you go like a lot, 
if you go a lot longer, then you can start having energy issues. You can start having muscle, muscle mass loss, things like that. You just feel more like you're losing more than you're really gaining at that point. So a lot of times people are calorie restricting there and you're reducing your fat. So of course that's going to impact your hormone levels. So you can safely do it for about six weeks. Some people, if they're feeling amazing and they're like, no, I feel like I'm on top of the world, then they may be able to go for about eight weeks. But after that, you really want to push them into more of a maintenance phase for at least four weeks, kind of help the body level back out and make sure that you're number one, supporting the hormones with good fats, good, healthy carbs, you know, plenty of, plenty of nutrition. And then if they feel like they still have weight to lose, or if they still have symptoms, then they can move back into that, um, that intermittent fasting phase. Now they still would intermittent fast, even during the maintenance phase, you just kind of expand the eating window to about 12 hours. Mm -hmm. And that still gives you the benefits of intermittent fasting, but you're not skipping, you know, that extra meal every day. Okay. So six weeks of a, of a very tight window of eating. And then after that kind of more of the, the normal 12 hours, like eating breakfast at 6am dinner at 6pm. Okay. What type of people do you normally work with? Like women, men, certain ages, what are the symptoms that they're coming to you with? So most people are coming with digestive issues. Um, so irritable bowel type constipation, diarrhea, um, and, about 50% of my clients actually have some sort of autoimmune condition, mostly Hashimoto's. So they're experiencing some type of metabolism problem, right? And that's kind of what my story was, thyroid disease, um, hormone issues. So, and then I deal with a small population with like PCOS and other hormonal type issues, endometriosis. And I would say mostly women um, and they're, between the ages of 35 and 55, typically. So, and then they usually bring their husbands on when they start getting results, the husbands kind of tag along and say, Oh, I need that too in my life. So, and so you have your gut program. So you have a metabolic program, a gut program, and you have another one as well. Correct. It's like a hormone, um, gut one. Okay. Let's talk a little bit further about that hormone gut connection. So for people who don't understand what we're talking about, there's a hormone gut connection. Explain that a little bit further and the importance of that. So when I started making the connection is when I started looking back at my own health issues. And I realized that from the time I was born, I had constipation and colic and all the things that babies get. So I... I wasn't breastfed. I was, um, you know, just formula fed and I was just constantly sick. And that started my issues, stomach issues from the time I was a child, like a small child. By the time I was 11 years old, I started my cycle. I was put on birth control and nobody ever questioned the gut. Nobody ever questioned diet. It was kind of like, Oh, you got hormone symptoms. Here's your birth control. I was on that for 15 years. And I constantly battled candida infections. I constantly battled irritable bowel, depression, anxiety, all those different things. And there was never a connection that birth control could be causing it. When I started studying a little bit more about just my symptoms, I realized the connection between the gut and the hormones. And 
the thing about it is, is when you get on these birth controls and things like that, we're getting more candida, we're getting more infections, and there's also a liver connection. And I think the liver connection is where we really miss it. And that's because we're detoxifying estrogen through the liver. So if we have a stressed out digestive system, including the liver, then we're not going to be detoxing our hormones as efficiently. So a lot of the work that I do in the beginning with people when they have either gut issues or hormone issues is really just opening up those drainage pathways, starting number one with the liver and really doing more of a cellular cleanse for the entire body so that we can prime those organs and let's see what they're going to do before we start, you know, running a bunch of tests and, and looking deeper into the issues. So if we have, if, if those drainage pathways are open, then we can get rid of estrogen and our system starts running efficiently. If we don't get rid of estrogen, then that old estrogen is in the body, but we can't use it. So what happens is our body thinks, oh, there's plenty of estrogen there, but then the body can't do anything with it because it's old. And so the body doesn't make any more estrogen, right? And then we, so we kind of back up that system. And then we're bringing in all these external estrogens through the things that we're, you know, putting it, we're drinking out of plastic bottles. We're doing all the things that kind of bring in those xenoestrogens or those fake estrogens. And we end up in an estrogen dominant situation, which makes us emotional, moody, holding on to body fat, um, all the things that we don't love with our hormones. And sometimes it's as simple as opening up those drainage systems and those pathways to help everything start flowing efficiently. Yeah. And for anybody who wants to learn more about what the drainage pathways are, um, I actually just talked about this on episode with uh, Barbara Marimeno. So you guys can go back and listen to that one. But you mentioned something about a cellular cleanse. What are, what does that mean? What are you doing on a cellular cleanse? So certain herbs are known to be able to go in and kind of open up a lot of those pathways. And we think about our drainage system. We think about our liver, our kidneys, our lymphatic system, So, and there's a lot of different things you can do to open those systems up. Herbs is one of them, of course. And then just a few different practices that I love, like something like dry dry brushing, massage, stuff like that can help with that lymphatic drainage. So it's really just, every client would be unique, of course. And it's really, they're given a set of tools to use and depending on what their specific needs are, They're going to be able to bring those in. And a lot of times you can tell by symptoms, Um, you know, a lot of times if there's like itchy skin during a cleanse, then we know that sometimes the liver could be impacted. So we want to make sure that we're, you know, sometimes something as simple as, as dry brushing your skin can help for the itching and things like that. So it's just getting all of that dead skin off the surface and really giving the body a chance to increase the lymphatic system because it needs our help to move. And something as simple as dry brushing the skin can allow that lymphatic system to move and help flush out a lot of those toxins that are being held in that sewage system. The sewage system. I like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know why I've never heard that before. (laughs) 
I love yes, the lymphatic system. How... It's like it holds the garbage, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I'm going to start using that. Um, how often do you have people dry brushing? Do you, do you do it daily? So if, if they need it, then I'll do it daily. And it's usually during, you know, some people love it. They end up doing it and kind of creating a lifestyle out of it. And just, you know, you get brighter skin, you get all the dead skin sloughed off the surface and we're constantly regenerating our skin. So it's something that you can use. And honestly, I haven't used lotion in years because I don't need like body lotion because of skin brushing and just keeping the body well hydrated using the sauna, those types of things. And that all works for helping to kind of clean up the system. Totally. Do you use something for your face as well, like a roller ball or is there any kind of uh, practice that you like washa that you use? Yeah, I'm toying around with some of that. I actually haven't, um, do haven't used the guasha I've used. So I'm using currently a, it's called a Luma spa. It's by a company called new skin. And it kind of like does this facial massage while you're cleansing your face and it's made of like a silicone head. So it goes in and it like pulls out the dirt from the skin so I found that it was really beneficial. I was using like the Clarisonic before then, but this kind of gives more of a massaging action to kind of massage some of the facial structure. Um, so I'm using that. And then I have a company sending me a lymphatic oil to try on my face with a gua sha. So I've never done that, but I'm really excited about potentially adding that to my regimen. So. Okay. You'll have to share mm -hmm. that with me because that's also something I'm interested in getting into is the gua sha because I just do a roller ball right now and I want to level up my yeah. lymphatic drainage game. <laughs> awesome. Um, I'll keep you posted and then send you the contact if it works well. So I'm really excited. Okay, perfect. And you mentioned herbs for increasing, you know, supporting the liver. Are there certain herbs, vitamins, supplements, brands, anything that's a go-to for you? So it really, everything that I use kind of depends on the system. I'm not, I'm not specific to a company. Uh, some of the companies that I love are Metagenics. I use a lot of their, their cleansing products. So their um, ultra clear line is like one of the ones that I love to use. And I love Apex Energy, Apex Energetics. I use them for people that have Hashimoto's because they have a lot of the allergens and things like that removed. And I also love, um, Numedica and I don't know if that's, you know, one that you like to use. So some of their greens products, I love to use those to make shakes and smoothies and, you know, just to kind of get our daily greens. Yeah. Those are, those are kind of my, for like gut work. If I'm doing something deeper, I'll use a company called systemic formulas. And I do kind of, you know, the parasite cleanses, bacterial cleanses, those types of things with their products. Mm -hmm. So, and then my favorite hormone support, of course, comes from Douglas Labs. And I kind of use a combination when it comes to hormone support, but Douglas Labs is definitely one of my favorites. And I do want to touch on, I know you have 12 foundational principles that you use in some of your programs. Can you walk us through some of those and what are some of the most important ones to you? Yeah. So really I start with kind of a foundation and building, building, helping a person build their goals. 
And I think that we can look at goals and we can say, oh, my goal is this. My goal is weight loss. But really, I don't think that we dig deep enough sometimes and we don't create something that can anchor us to that goal. And if we don't have a solid foundation of why in the world we're even trying to accomplish it and, you know, that foundation, then I think that that's why we give up so easy. So goal setting and really kind of creating a space, clearing out the clutter That's a huge piece just from the very beginning that I start with. Um, And then I go into nutrition and digestion. So I've talked a lot about nutrition today. So some of those same principles I'm using and teaching my clients and digestion, just very simple practices like chewing your food appropriately, right? We don't think about the fact we're literally, we're scarfing down a burger and we're barely chewing it because we have a meeting that we're running to and we just really need to chew. So simple principles like that are packed throughout the program, um, you know, for the digestion piece. And I move into gut, just gut work in general and hormone support. So really talking to people how about how to enter into that parasympathetic state, that rest and digest that, you know, relaxed state, relaxed state um, to really help with our adrenals. And then I go through and explain a lot about just hormone health in general And a lot of the reasons that our hormones are actually out of whack, it's not because we need a pill or a potion sometimes, sometimes it's things in our environment. So I talk a lot about toxins and cleaning up the toxins, especially in the environment, um, in our surrounding, the things that we're putting on our skin every single day, right? Through lotions and shampoo and makeup. And we're putting on about 420 toxins into our skin every single day. We absorb about 2.5 pounds of toxins every day. And if we're not working to get rid of those, if we're not pooping on a regular basis, if we're not doing something like we just talked about, like cleaning up our cells, like opening up those drainage systems so that they can work efficiently. If we don't have something like that, a regular regimen, we are going to end up sick. And then I kind of wrap up the end of the program with more of a mind-body connection. So you know, teaching more of those principles, like what is the mind and the body and how are they connected? And how do you trust your, how do you tune into your body so that you can give it what it needs, those types of things. And I talk a lot about resistance and why we resist change and why we fail after we go through this massive health change and how to prevent that. And I do a lot of um, guidance experiences and help people really implement those tools into their life. Um, so that's, and then fitness, of course, fitness, we did talk about the joy. practice. <laughs> so movement yeah. is a huge key. And it's really just people say, what is the best exercise? And I'm like, well, it's the one you're going to do, of course. Mm-hmm. So if you can implement a joyful movement practice, then that's the best thing that you can do to kind of keep your, keep your habit going. It's like, nobody's going to give up their morning coffee if they're, if they love their morning coffee. And it's the same with their joy practice. You know, if you do exercise the same way that you do coffee, then, you know, it's a win-win. How do you prevent failing? So I believe a person has to be ready. And I think that in the beginning, I probably, I never, thought that that would be a part of what I had to do is help people, encourage people. I'm an encourager by nature. 
And it's just a part of what I do. And I'm really good about ripping people up and saying, hey, come on, we got this. We can do this. And why? Let's talk about why. Let's talk about where you were in the beginning. What like what happens? Remember, you told me this is why you're doing this. Remember, you told me these were your goals. Remember, you're you remember you're doing it for your kids. Remember, that's the reason you want to see your grandkids get older. You, You know, you want to sit at that graduation And that's really a big motivating factor for people. But I think a part of it just comes down to my interview process. And sometimes if I feel that someone's not in it 100% before we even start the program, then they have to sell me. They have to sell me on why I should help them. And that sounds crazy, but, and I know you're buying into my program, like you're paying me to help you, but you got to tell me why. I should let you in instead of someone else. Cause we can only truly, we can only allow so many people into our programs at a time. If we want to commit that time and, and really do that and honor the person that we're helping. So if you're in the, if you're in the system, then, you know, you might be taking up room for someone who truly wants it. So that's a big piece of the puzzle. And I think that really between those two things, just really helping people say, Hey, you know what, get back up. Just because you ate a Twinkie does not mean that life is over. Like we all mess up. And I think that's really a reason for a lot of the success in my program is because they know that we make mistakes. I make mistakes and I'm a very transparent human. Like whenever I make a mistake, my clients are going to know it. If I just made a mistake, then, and someone's going through something, I'm just going to say, wait a minute, let me tell you exactly what just happened to me because you need to hear this. You need to know that it might look like I have it all together, but that is far from the truth, you know, Mm -hmm. and you and I are just alike and we're working and we're all on a journey together. It's surrounding yourself with the right people, with a community who's going to support you. That really makes it work. Yeah, I, I completely agree with the person needs to have a very strong why, a very strong reason as to change. So I love that you're really adamant about finding that in them. Um, I I think this is a good transition to the end. And I do have one more question for you before we close up. And that is, if you could leave our listeners with one action that they can take this week to help them live a healthier, happier life, what would it be? I'm going to leave a very recent, impactful thing for my life because I just went through a very stressful season and I had kind of let life get to me and I was piling way too much on my calendar and I was going, 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 and I was doing, you know, as we're entering into this busy season, right. We're entering into the holidays. We're entering into all of this crazy time of year. We just came out of crazy and we're all just in this hot, this place of stress. And whether you feel it right now or not, your body and your mind know it. So the one thing that I'm leaving you with today is very different than it probably would have been three weeks ago. And that is finding a joy practice. And if you're not really sure how to do that, then um, Radha Agrawal with Daybreaker has the best place for you to find that information. I encourage you to go there. But if you if you know what you love to do and you enjoy doing it, just do more of that. It's very simple. You don't have to invest in a program or you don't have to invest in anything. If if you love to go out in nature, then go in nature, do it more. If your calendar is overwhelming you right now, then take some things off. Like you literally have permission 
I thought that I had to do everything on my calendar. And that is the furthest from the truth, right? So give your permission, give yourself permission this season to create joy. Don't do the things that you feel are draining you. You don't have to live up to society's expectations. And it might sound crazy coming out from a health talk, like talking about this stuff, but our emotional health is something that we really, really need to focus on this season and just enjoy life. Remember last year when we couldn't even do life during this time. So like focus, refocus and think about the things that really matter and the things that bring you joy and just do more of that all the way through the end of the year and beyond. Thank you so much for, for saying that. Um, I feel inspired now. I'm going to, I'm going to go do some joy practices, <laughs> but yes. you're right. Especially during this time of year, like we've got Thanksgiving, we've got Christmas, then it's new year's. Then it, it's, it's just like back to back, lots of family events, lots of getting together. There's a lot of stress and putting things in place. And then we have our, of course, our busy calendars. So yeah, you don't give yourself permission to release some of those things. And if I notice myself getting way too stressed out, I, as soon as I notice that it's like, okay, I need to step back and I need to go do something to break that, that stress moment. And whether that's a joy practice or working out or whatever it is, um, starting to implement that in your daily life can be life-changing. So thank you yeah. for sharing that. Um, do you have other information that you want to give to the listeners, maybe info about your programs or anything that we've missed? So I, know, I think you have a program coming up soon, right? I do. So I usually launch a short group program about once a year and it's coming out actually between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I'm going to be putting the information out on social media. I'm actually doing a program that will start the Monday after Black Friday, and it will run you through Christmas. Now, the idea behind this is that we support each other through the holidays. And what I'm seeing with my clients is they're actually losing weight during the holidays instead of gaining weight during the holidays. And it really just comes down to, do you have the right support? Do you have the tools and resources that you need to actually create health during the season? And I promise you the Christmas cakes and cookies and pastries and all those things, they're not as appetizing or they don't even look as good when you've been going through and you've lost weight during the whole month. Um, and you're going to be an inspiration to other people. So that's what I'm launching. Um, we will start on the 27th of November that Saturday will kick off. So if you would love to join us, then we would be very, very happy to have you there as well. I want to sign up. I want to lose weight during the holidays. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but that that's amazing. And so where can people reach out to you if they have questions? Where can they find you? So I'm Chelsea Ward Wellness. Um, I am all over Instagram, Facebook, and you can send me a friend request on at Chelsea Ward on Facebook. I'm very open to having you there on my personal page and um, a group called Love Yourself to Health with Chelsea. And um, my website is ChelseaWard.com. So I'm pretty much the same all over. So if you want to contact me, that's the easiest way. And which one of these is where they can sign up for that holiday program? So I did just put a link out on my Facebook page um, at Chelsea Ward 
wellness and love yourself to health with Chelsea is the group. And that's kind of where I put, you know, all my promotions and upcoming events. So there's actually a event page that's on Facebook and the, the events called maximize your metabolism. So if they look that up, then I'm sure they'll see the registration link as well. And they can go to, um, chelseaward.com slash max dash metabolism. And that'll get them directly to the registration page. Okay. Okay. So we'll, I'll put all of this stuff in the show notes. And then I'm also, I'll put a link to daybreaker in the show notes too, so that everybody can um, find that as well. But thank you so much for chatting today. And uh, I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. I hope you all enjoyed that conversation with Chelsea and I. And if you did learn something, I do challenge you to implement it into your life. And if you find benefit in it, send me a message on Instagram at Natural Health Rising to share what worked for you. Like I said in the intro of this episode, I really do want you guys to try out Daybreaker Plus at least for the free 14-day trial and commit to those 14 days. These are some really life-changing practices And as you heard Chelsea raving about them in the episode, I also have been doing them since we recorded this, and I completely agree with her opinion on this. You can find the link to Daybreaker Plus and the discount code in the show notes. And you can also find links to where you can find Chelsea and all of her programs in the show notes as well. And I have one more special for you, and I want to share this because this is just in time for Black Friday, and I know everybody's trying to start to get some holiday shopping done as well. So the air in our homes is two to five times more polluted than the air outside of our houses. This is, I'm not joking, guys. (laughs) Chemical pollutants build up in the air in our homes from building products, so like what our houses are built of, inside and outside, mattresses, furniture. These things are off-gassing a bunch of nasty chemicals, Um, your carpet, the paint on your walls. So all of the exposure to these pollutants is linked to asthma, respiratory irritation, and even cancer. And a lot of homes also have mold, and people are silently suffering from mold issues and mold illnesses as well, which kind of develop into autoimmune diseases and other chronic illnesses or just mysterious symptoms that people can't quite pinpoint. And I've even experienced this. I was exposed to mold at some point in my life somewhere that I lived, and I believe that was a contributor to my autoimmune disease as well as many other pieces of my autoimmune disease, but that contributed to the toxic burden on my body, and I had to work really hard to detoxify from that. So yeah, again, a lot of people have their windows closed all the time, they have poor air filters in their homes, and they have all of these chemical-laden pieces of furniture and things inside, so this is how our air can be more polluted inside, and we spend so much time inside nowadays. So in order to support having cleaner air in your home and making sure that it's not loaded with these toxins... You can add an additional air purifier to your home like HypoAir. So HypoAir's technologies get rid of up to 99.9% of viruses, mold, bacteria, chemicals, odors, and dust. And I actually have a small one of their filters called the Germ Defender that I actually travel with too. So I always make sure that I have clean air wherever I go, even if I'm in a hotel room or an Airbnb. 
So now's a really great time to try out one of their systems for yourself because they have a Black Friday special. And when you use my code Natural Health Rising, uh, regardless of if you're going to buy now or later, then you're going to save even more money. So you can find the links to their page and that discount code in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment, rating, or share it with a friend who needs to hear this information. Thanks for listening and keep striving to become your healthiest, happiest self.